Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And from now on and here on out, I will have my ride to die. Unless someone offers a lot of money for them to leave me, um, they're, they're with me. Someone comes like, don't be coming around offering them too much money because they may right? leave me then. They may be like, cause we love you and but. we're out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you in our new whip. So as always from here on out, K Scott, Rojo, what's up fellas? What's going what's on? What's up? What's up? Not much, man. Not much. I'm just excited to answer these questions. We were going through uh, before we started the podcast. We're going through uh, picking our questions. We got some. We got some definite. Uh, what do the kids call these questions? Slap. They slapping. <laughs> they slap slap. <laughs> well, the question we're going to start off with um, is definitely a question that I think a lot of our listeners out there are going to be able to uh, connect with. And if you've been listening to the podcast recently, we've been answering a lot of questions from teens, specifically assemblies we've gone through. And if you teachers, parents, coaches out there that want to know about what your kids are really thinking, listen to this podcast. Because what you'll find out is that they have a lot more deep and insightful questions and their uh, eye-rolling and negative teenage attitude would lead you to believe it first. I know every time we go to these assemblies, right, guys? We get the mm -hmm. questions and we look at them we're like, that's very articulate like that very. like they're putting some real thought in these questions right mm -hmm. yeah and there's some people that came up to us right after the assembly with even some more deep questions that they want to ask directly to us and try to get an answer which is dope right yeah, and i think that's why it's good for uh uh adults be creeping in and paying attention to us answer these episodes because these are questions that's actually on their mind and teenagers are actually very scary to a lot of adults we know this as working with youth um, and it could be their parents. It could be their friends, parents or teachers. And the reason why I found out that most of the time teenagers can be scary to adults is because they're unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't really know, like, you know, they're, they're, they're rolling their eyes or acting like they don't care, but inside they may be crying. Right. That might not be too different than many adults out there, but adults, we gotta, we gotta, eventually we got to be we got to we got to go along with the with what's happening because we have a right. job we have to keep on we got to pay bills taxes and when when teenagers come in to see me as a therapist or any mental health professional um it's a little bit different than if an adult comes if an adult comes they really are there because they want to be there even if they don't want to be there if it's like a husband and wife let's say the husband typical situations like i'm only here because my wife wants to be here but he's there though. Like the wife right. got him to get there and he's like, ah, I'll do it begrudgingly, but I'm here. Mm -hmm. Teenagers, they come in a therapeutic situation, a counseling situation. They could just sit there, stare at their phone, look at the ground and just, just give you the ice grill. They yep. can just stall mm -hmm. you out and like not give you any information. It's really, you know, you can't really force them. You know, you're not a judge, force right. them to be there. So these questions are very important for everyone to pay attention and listen to all you adults out there because you're getting to peek behind the curtain what's really inside their mind that they're, they, they may not be that forthcoming with in their normal conversations with adults. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So let's start off with this one. This question, um, and again, we can't say who these teenagers are said in the questions, but a very good question. Says you, it says you've said, now they're referring to us because in our uh, assemblies, it's called Life's All About Relationships. So they said, you've said that the world is all about relationships. But what if you have a hard time talking, hanging out, or even making relationships with people? Mm. That is a... Uh, <sighs> You know, first and foremost, I mean, that's like good point there because, you know, we obviously sold it pretty hard telling the kids that you got to look at relationships is valuable, if not more valuable than money, put time and effort and work on relationships. Like it's a skill, like it's a trade, Mm -hmm. like it's a craft, like work on relationships, you know, just like you would work on your jump shot. Right. Or, or if you're right. a goalie blocking, blocking soccer balls, or if like, you know, you play in the band, like if you're on the French horn, you know, work on that thing, get reps, like try to figure out how to do it. Right. The question poses, I think something that's underlying that question is relatable to a lot of teenagers in today's world. Relationships do not come with manuals. Mm-mm. They're difficult to navigate. And when teenagers are spending a lot more time, on their devices than they ever have in, you know, in the history of the world, because there's more devices, more ways to digitally communicate. They're not going to really be getting a lot of reps at being able to read people's body languages, connect with people. So I think that this question is for a lot of people out there, because I think a lot of teenagers today aren't, aren't developing those skills before they become teens. They're trying to figure it out and they're trying to navigate it once they become a teen. So I'm just wondering, what are some of your guys thoughts? Um, you know, and granted, we don't know the whole concept or not the concept, but the whole entire story behind these kids are asking this. But I think we're good at making good assumptions. So what right. are some of your guys first initial thoughts when you uh, when you hear this question? Oh, you, you can take that one, Ken. Oh, I, I, got, I got some <laughs> ideas. I, I, got, I got some ideas. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Man, you know, when I'm when I look back at relationships, especially when it comes to being young, you know, early on in life, I was very introverted. You know, even my family thought I was going to be the guy that people would have to look out for and mold into being this extrovert type of kid. And so, you know, luckily for me, um, I had my stepfather in my life who kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone of being an introvert and made me go and explore. And so like the first thing he used to tell me, like when I when I was going through those stages and the maturation of, you know, how to become an extrovert and create uh, relationships with people is identify your relationship levels with people similar to how I mentioned about every friendship has a different membership level, right? Same yeah. thing with relationships, whether it's, it's, it's going to be a romantic relationship with this person, is it going to be a business relationship with this person, or is it going to be a traditional friendship with this person? So like, for me, it's like identifying like, okay, what pillar should I categorize this person in so that I can know how to behave and know what to expect from that person to set like healthy boundaries with them so that you know I can be able to share what I need to share without getting my feelings hurt and things of that nature because I understand how this relationship is formed and what it's all about and so that's what helped me out you know personally you know coming from someone being introverted not talking to anybody to where I could talk to a doggone wall and the wall almost responding back to me type thing (laughs) so that's what helped me (laughs) you know that that that's cool that you said that that uh, your family kind of they identified you as like, man, we may, we may have to help uh, Kenneth out. We might have to set up some play dates for him or something like that. We might have to get we, we, we may have to give him a little a little nudge out there, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, but but look how you turned out now. Obviously, you know, you've been able to master that skill in many in many ways to be able to connect with people. But I like how you said um, 
kind of identify and like a like just notice like what type of relationship you have with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go off on this too much, but I've had lots of young people and come and tell me that they're in the friend zone with someone mm. and they didn't identify their intentions with the person that they're friends with. Right. They, they made it look like, Oh, like, Hey, we're just friends, but low key and inside them personally, they had feelings for that person, but they didn't identify it. One thing mm. that's very helpful is to state out loud what you observe in the friendship. So if, yeah. if you, if, if you see someone that's a good teammate, you'd be like, dude, you're a really good teammate. Right. I appreciate that. I respect that. So mm-hmm. by you identifying what they're doing, you're like observing it and you're saying it out loud. Then what you do is you get a lot of feedback about what that person sees towards you. Right. If that person says, thank you, I appreciate it. Like, you know, you're a good teammate too. Like, you know, thanks for always having my back. What it does is we need to. Now, I'm not getting religious or anything like this. I'm not getting biblical, but more like in, in a court of law, we need to testify. Mm. Now, the thing about a testimony, a testimony is a testimony doesn't have actual written proof. Mm. It's like, Your Honor, I saw that person rob that, rob that convenience store. Okay. Another person says, Your Honor, I, I saw the same person rob a convenience store. You get a couple of testimonies. Now, it makes it much more valid. So, if you testify of what that person is to you and you constantly state that and state what you're observing that they're doing definitely is going to help you to be able to not have to have all the best social skills quite yet, but start to like invite someone into your mind of what you're thinking. Cause a lot of kids and adults, they will think stuff, but they're not saying out loud what they're thinking because they're scared of this. They're scared of that. Well, what if they don't like me? Well, you know, what if they think my jokes aren't funny? So well, how are they supposed to laugh if you don't say nothing? Yeah. Rojo, what are some of your thoughts? I mean, for me, um, hearing that, that's really good to hear both of y'all kind of mention that because one of the best things that helped me was the um, common, the common, um, common activities. I'd say like when I was growing up, um, being on a sports team, I had friends that I played sports with and I played so many different sports. You will have football friends and then you will have basketball friends. You'll have track friends. And that's how I kind of, figured out how to build my relationships. And then like one of my, my God brother right now, um, to this day, we grew up right next door to each other and he never played any sports growing up, but we enjoyed playing video games together. So it kind of brought us together. And then we also enjoyed being outside together. And we did a lot of things that wasn't that I know for a fact that with my football buddies, my football friends, I wouldn't be able to do this, but with him, I'm able to, put together a skateboard and put a milk cart on it. And then it becomes our race car. You know, it becomes our, our go cart. you know, for the day, you know, like it's, it's certain things that you just got to find the common activity that you have with others. And then it just makes, it makes that relationship easier to, to build. And it also make you start understanding how to put people in different categories of your world. Because when you in your own world, you have people that fit certain categories and you just got to always keep that in mind that, it's going to be friends that don't fit those same categories, but you have to be able to bucket it out. You know, like understand that you're going to build relationships certain ways and different activities that you do. That that that's huge, man. Thank you for pointing that out because you made me think of something. Um, exposure to different types of activities, doing other things, like you said, Rojo, not being stuck in in one silo. I see a lot of kids nowadays; they settle for with with something they're comfortable with. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot. You start getting comfortable. Like, let's say you're a really good football player. That's great. Well, why don't you go join the advanced drama and acting team too? 
Yes. Sometimes yeah. there's just like, oh, well, I can't do that because if I if I'm a football player, then I have to do only what football player stuff, mm. like football player stuff, people that do football things. I can only hang out with them. Well, that's not giving you a huge advantage in life. It's not giving you more experiences. And just like the question says, said like, you know, if everything's about relationships, what if you have a hard time talking, hang out? Well, you yeah. get better at talking and hang out with different types of people when you're around different types of people. When you were talking, Rojo, it made me think of, uh, I don't know why it made me think of this kid, but I grew up with this kid. He's about a year or two old than me. His name is Sal Masakella. So Ma <laughs> Sal Masakella, his dad was a famous musician. And he came to my hometown uh, on the beach in San Diego. Black kid, right? He came to my hometown, and instantly I see him in the in the ocean surfing. Mm. I can tell you there was a lot of black kids surfing. <laughs> I was say, I'm just telling like that. That was not a common thing. Now we live Carlsbad, my hometown. We live right next to Oceanside. Now Oceanside was more like the tough hood, like type, you know, type environment, and Carlsbad more like the more chill, like relaxed type environment. High school, even though they're just a few miles apart. And I remember I was listening to an interview, by the way, the reason why I bring up Sal, he's kind of a celebrity. He's, he mm. was the, he was the first guy who had the dreads. He's ESPN doing all the X games. He's the commentator wow. for sports. I mean, he's, he's done some big stuff in his life, like very successful guy. But I remember hearing him talk one time and he was like, yeah, my dad was a musician. We came from the East coast. I like skateboarding, surfing. He was like, I just wanted to like, meet people he just like mm -hmm. i just want to meet more people and the more people he met so he's like this x game reporter he can go crossover from different sports talk and mm -hmm. hang out with different people but he has this ability to make friends and he gave credit with long story short one of these interviews he gave credit from having so much exposure to so many different types of people and i would suggest that to any young person in today's world put yourselves in situations that aren't going to be comfortable for you but if you have some sort of interest in it don't let that voice inside your head or other people tell you, oh, you're interested in that, but you don't look like you fit in that category, so you can't go experience what that's like. Because as Rojo said, if you have experiences with someone in a club and a sports team, you become part of that group. You have a shared struggle. Mm, yeah. When people are going through a practice together, a difficult project, or maybe at a job. That's what I love about my work experience throughout my life that I love. I made friends with people I would have never kicked with in high school. <laughs> never. <laughs> right? Like, I remember this one old Japanese lady. She was like 65 years old. Now she looked like she was 45. <laughs> but she was like always made, bringing homemade sushi. And I was like, I like sushi. She's like, oh, you want some yep. of my sushi? Gave us some sushi. Next thing you know, I'm at her kid's like graduation party. We're like friends. Like, she was old enough to be my mom. I was in my yeah. 20s. She was like 65 years old, old enough to be my grandmother. But something about talking with someone that was two generations older than me gave me something I couldn't have got if I didn't know that woman. Right. Yeah. Uh. And side note real quick. I know I don't want to go off a tangent, but side note. In college, I did take acting class. Mm. And they did call me Denzel. <laughs> for all my acting friends they called no, me no no they called you they called you kenzel <laughs> that's it right there they call me kenzel <laughs> well well if we're since we're on a confession session in high school it, so it was in eighth grade i was chasing after this girl thought this girl was cute she took advanced drama i didn't have a class my friend's like oh she's taking advanced drama I'm like, okay so i took advanced drama i went in there i tried to be a tough macho like like football player guy was the only jock mm -hmm. in there. I had so much fun. I was actually <laughs> able to let down my guard. It was the first time in my life I could be silly. Because yeah. the acting kids, like, you have to, like, just let it go, right? Mm -hmm. All the way freshman, sophomore, junior year in high school, I performed in the annual Beverly Hills High School Shakespeare Festival. 
What? I got into advanced drama in high school and everybody thought that I was doing it just like, cause there's lots of girls in there like to meet girls. Cause that's what I told them. But low key, I liked drama. It's like, it's, it's I, cool. I, I like to act, it's but cool. I couldn't, it was it's a cool, cool thing that I could, I could get away with all my stupid macho friends. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's all trying to flex on each other. Everybody's looking in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like in drama, you're looking in the mirror to see if your performance was right. If you're ready to go, you got your lines right. So yeah. So that's my little confession. I'm right there with you, Ken. It's like, but mm -hmm. looking back in it, wasn't it something that you kind of did that was outside your comfort zone that you're happy about? Yeah, super happy about it. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I start going to plays, like the 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 three, it was three stooges, the the, yep. the vampire <laughs> one. And then I, saw, I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> Exposure led to my expansion. That's what that's what it is, like you said. There you go. There you go. I love it. Okay, well, we're gonna end this question. So whoever answered this question, remember all the questions that we answer on the podcast, we put you up uh in the opportunity to win gift cards and we will be announcing those gift cards at the end of each month so stay tuned and look for those and until next time you guys be cool and thanks for you know just being here on the podcast sending some questions og therapist rojo kenneth scott give a little what's up and a little shout out to everybody that's sending the questions yeah thank you for sending yeah. those questions more and more to come <laughs> all right okay keep on tuning in to og therapy we got some more questions come for you real soon As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.